This is the Roaring Elephant Podcast, and it's a very special episode today. Well, sort of a special episode. Um, we released our first episode on the uh, 18th of November 2015, so this podcast is officially now eight years old. Cue the celebrations, confetti, and all the other stuff. Well, eight years and three days, of course. <laughs> we're, a, we're, roaring, we're a podcast. We're not supposed to be on time, right? I always told you we should do a daily podcast, but you never wanted to. No, that, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> we need a private life. Yeah. So, eight years and uh, still going weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I thought it was a good a good moment to announce uh, that this is also the last time you're going to see us on the screen, right? I mean, or, or hear our voices or not do that. I mean, you won't be able to, to differentiate it, surely, because... Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, we should be honest. Yeah, I mean, so we're, we're obviously now switching to uh, generative AI. And, you know, for the foreseeable future, all Warring Elephant podcasts will be will be generated by uh, our glorious robot uh, artificial intelligence overlords. Yeah, ChatGPT for the text. We have Dali for uh, nice moving pictures for us, I guess. Or what is the other one called again? The Midgard thing? Uh, Midjourney. Midjourney, that's the one. I also have Midgard in my head. doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. Jenny, I will solve everything anyway. Uh, so it's not April, so that can't be an April Fool's. Maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's a November Fool's then, in that case. And uh, we are talking about generative AI this episode. And, good uh, and the bad. Or, I think, uh, as far as Jon is concerned, the bad and the bad. Uh, that's not true. I mean, we're not going to go into any kind of depth here today. We actually will have a guest on soonishly to talk about more technical Gen AI LLM. I was going to say a bad word. What was the computer augmented thing again from last episode? <laughs> 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 um, but no, as, as most as usual, the, the tech is, is really great. The tech, tech, the tech is fantastic. It's incredible what the tech can do. What mm. people are doing with the tech, on the other hand, is equally incredible, but for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. So this was inspired by you know a couple of different uh, articles that. That came out uh, not too not too long ago, you know, one around um, you know voice actors speaking out on AI regulations that they want to have to protect um, you know the thing that is most special to them, which of course is their voice and and how it is used in a variety of different things, whether it's you know games or um, uh, animations or you know, whatever it might be, anything that voice actors are using in. Um, and you know yeah, the second it's not just this one right i mean it's also in the movie industry it's pretty much oh, yeah. everybody who's doing something that can be threatened by um ai kind of stuff yeah and... so it start the article starts out talking about uh, voice actors but as as jan says like this is this is everything it's even um, things like well i, I was actually going to say motion capture like people that beat they AI is so sophisticated at the moment that it's able, with the right, uh, the right um, data, it's actually able to, uh, and uh, quote unquote, steal uh, the way that people move. And um, you know, if you've seen, 
um, some of the cases where uh, this has been used uh, to, to very, very realistic effect um, to sort of create uh, scenes that, you know, actors didn't actually portray and, uh, and you know, generate their voice, the way they move um, and obviously the way they look. Uh, it, it is pretty sophisticated at this point. Yeah, but it's not great yet because uh, I forget which one, but it's one of the more recent Star Wars series where they're no longer doing it in a green screen, but they're putting big, huge LCD monitors, whatever, mm. projectors. I don't know how, not exactly how to do it to project the actual background so the actors can actually see the background so they can more naturally react to the environment. Mm. I mean, if this whole AI thingamajig is so fantastic, why would they do that? Because it's way more expensive than having a, a green... I mean, I have a green screen here on the other side of this room against the wall taped with <laughs> duct tape. Uh, <laughs> cost me like five bucks, everything together, I don't know. Why would they do that if AI is so fantastic? So on the one hand, yeah, it can do a lot more than it could, although everybody wanted to think about the remastering of the original Star Wars trilogy, where they changed Anakin from the original actor to everybody's favorite um that's been going on for a while now so why is it that today people are speaking out this loudly against the whole thing that's so question, of course yeah so i think some of this is definitely about um a uh, consent and the yeah, the which, which comes to like the second article, which is um, how people are fighting back I against. I that one back a little bit. Ah, it. oh, no, it's, it's all part of the same big picture, though. So someone has uh, created uh, some data poisoning tools. In fact, there's a couple of them now mentioned um, that helps artists with um, images. This is specifically around to um you know add information to those images that disrupts the way that uh, machine learning models uh, interpret them uh, train on them and therefore breaks the uh, the images that are generated from them and for me this is all about this this idea around consent now if as a as a, a voice actor or as a as, as someone whose motion is captured or uh, maybe your likeness scanned. Um, if in your contract it says, and we you know, take the right to reserve, use this data any way we see fit, including reproducing you in the future at any time, so on and so forth, then like, you've given your consent. Um, you can not sign that contract or you can ask for that portion to be removed and you know, maybe you will still get the role or maybe you will not get the role um it is this kind of language is increasingly popping up in things like um um voice acting uh, especially um where sort of people are uh, being asked to you know consent to their data being used but I, part of this seems to be around where consent has not been given and yet asked for well yeah even worse not even asked for um and yet organizations are still taking the data that they have and using it in all sorts of ways and 
this, like the funny thing, it's not that funny maybe, but the funny thing for me is this just comes back to um, the very early days of, of big data for me where, you know, organizations were capturing all sorts of information and using it in all sorts of different, sometimes quite scary uh, ways. And, you know, it was very much kind of the Wild West. And over time, regulation did come in to help protect people's uh, people's privacy, how their data could be used, could be processed, could be shared with other third parties. And, you know, I, I think that there's, there's only so much that pure regulation can do. I think there does also need to be a recognition of, you know, what is, what is fair, what is right, what is, um, what, what the expectations should be. And, um, you know, the, the example that I gave to Young when we were talking about this very early on was, well, we've created now eight years of training data for someone to, uh, with the right models and the right technology and the right skills to be able to go and create probably a very, a very, um, plausible, um, deep fake, probably better than, than we actually are. That's true. Actually of, of the roaring elephant podcast. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to disagree with you, of course, because that's podcasting. That's why we do this kind of thing. I actually made some notes while you were talking, which is uh, very forward-thinking of me. Wow, it's very professional. So on our eighth anniversary, Jan becomes professional. I become literate. I start writing. Uh, <laughs> just before, I, yeah, it takes whatever. Uh, you talk about the uh, legislative about the writing text, uh, writing conditions in the contracts about this stuff. Uh, this has been going on for a long time because uh, writers, for example, we submit a short storage, a sto short story, storage. Sorry for that one. Uh, there's actually some wording in the contracts that says that your story can be reused in anthologies and things like that by that uh, publisher for X amount of time in the future. So that mm. wording is not even new. It's been around for a long time. Mm. Um, now, I do want to ask you to define fair in less than 23 volumes of an encyclopedia, because that's always a I refuse. Thing to do. <laughs> Next. You. But the thing about the privacy, now that's where I uh, want to talk a bit about, because um, you could say that consent is not needed here. Oh, spicy. Because what about surveys, statistical things that are being built upon anonymized data. I mean, there's a lot of things, uh, census is going on where people get uh, house prices in their agent, get collected together, occupations, whatever. Those things are anonymized and then are free to be used to, in this case, give survey results, but more generically, create a aggregate representation of the data. Could it not be said, and again, yes, I'm being controversial here, I know that, but could it not be said that we, these tools are, have, I'm going to say plundered, and I thought I should use plundered, but then I thought, well, yes, it is plundered, so I'm going to use plundered. The internet resources, just like a census data could be plundered to create an aggregate form of it in the form of a totally new voice. Because the thing about, uh, in this case, these um, voice actors, it's not that their, uses, uh, their voice is being used for things they haven't signed up for. No, it's that an AI voice, so a voice that doesn't exist, was built upon partially their um, delivered artistic performances for new things. 
If you flip it around, however, it makes more sense, less sense, whatever you want to take it. If we don't allow this to happen, so you're not allowed to create a new voice from parts of people's rounds, anonymize and everything, can we still do censuses? Can we still do benchmarks? Can we still do statistics? Because basically, it's the same thing. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> okay, it's not the same thing. It's definitely know. in no way, shape, or Why? form the same thing. And I will say that the, the examples that were given were very much actually voice actors, their, all of their data being used to produce versions of them. It was not... I think the, there are two things here. One is, um, one is as, as you were saying, like lots of different data being used to produce something new, like lots of things being used as training data to produce something new. Um, I think that is very different to lots of one person's data being used to produce more of that person. I'm pretty sure that the whole uh, union disputes they have is about new stuff being created because a lot of these voice actors, let me say it this way, if uh, James Earl Jones, his voice, I mean, you just want, you don't want to have his voice. You want to tell people we had him do the voice. So for all the well-known people, this isn't an issue because you don't just want the voice, you want the person to be seen as backing a project. It's not going to happen here. These union disputes are more about the unknown or lesser known, popular within that niche perhaps, people, their voices. So I do think this is more about the creating new voices artificially from a set of well-known voices. I mean, you need to have something to build it from and not really about, hey, they are using my voice on that thing because I would assume, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know, but I would assume there is already legislation to reprudence in place to just avoid that because that kind of copying is misrepresentation. So even if it's okay as a, from a copyright, copyright point of view, it would, might be seen as slanderous and things like that. Now, there have been examples, and the one that comes to mind, don't ask me why, is the Taylor Swift thing, <laughs> where that uh, rapper guy, I forgot the one, that had this big kerfuffle about, uh, he kind of made a, a music video where he photoshopped her uh, uh, image uh, in a kind of compromising scene, let's say. And that just happened. Now, there was a lot of stuff around it. It never went to court, so I have no idea if that works. So, yeah, on the one hand, I'd say I would expect it to be protected already. On the other hand, probably not. So I, I, I'm smiling. I, know, I gave because... you time to give you time to read so you could contradict me. No, no, I'm, I'm just smiling because you used the James L. Jones uh, example, which actually was done. His voice was uh, was recreated um, for um, some of the the later Star Wars um, content, and that was done. Um, back in 2022, September 2022. And you're me um, they didn't ask the owners of his copyrights and they weren't paid gracious. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure they were, but that's, that, that is why I'm saying that this is different. Like, it does sound like he was very much uh, involved, his consent was uh, given. Exactly. Um, which I think th this is, but th this is the difference. Like, if you give your consent and you allow it, and you're you know compensated for it in some way shape or form that exactly. to me is 
That's fine. That's what I say. The, the well-known people will get compensated and everything, so they don't care. It's the lesser-known people. And for a lesser-known person, I mean, nobody wants to recreate your voice, Dave. I mean, yes, you're very well-known within the ecosphere of uh, oh, podcasting. I, but I disagree. I think everyone wants my voice. <laughs> but you will be potentially 1% of a new artificial voice that gets created based on whatever they scraped from, from YouTube or uh, iTunes. I don't care mm. whatever they get it from. Mm. And that's the difference for me. That's because that's where your one percent is totally anonymized. And do I need to ask you for consent? Yes. And of course, this is what the whole thing is about. If you say yes, then I want to have I want to be able to consent for every time my uh, social data, not social data, my uh, census data is being used in any kind of government thing because I want to get paid for that. That that's just not going to happen. And is this that much different? It's much much more visible, definitely. And yes, some people's livelihoods might depend on this, so it is definitely controversial. But putting this in a kind of legislation that allows a first but not a second, I think that's actually quite a challenge, to be honest. Hey, life is nothing without challenge. Yeah, but the problem is that this challenge is picked up by politicians and that nothing ever good comes out of that. Wow, and I think that means that that's all that we have time we have for today. <laughs> well, I guess that's Dave's hint to make me say the outro then. Okay, in that case, it is all the time we have for today. You can support this podcast, you can become a patron, you can help us keep this fantastic vehicle in the air and, of course, pay for our OpenAI, Midgard, Midjourney, whatever builds uh, for the future episodes. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be expensive. Yeah. We are, we are still on YouTube. You can like and subscribe us, hit the notification bell to YouTube stuff, and you can go to www.roaringelf.org. There's links to the Patreon page, YouTube page, and more information about the podcast. And you can send an email to podcast.roaringelf.org with any feedback, ideas, or other things. Until next time, uh, the entity speaking now, whose name is Jon. And my name is Dave. And we look forward to the DMCA takedown and copyright bill for that one. And talk to you next week. Goodbye. See you then.